Oh, we're going. Are we recording? Oh, hey, this is where the magic happens. <laughs> I'm Angela. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. I was waiting for like the descriptions the to, to, to follow. Uh, but, um, welcome to the blue the blue moons coming up. Yeah. Blue on, moon. uh, uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Saturday. It's going to be a good time to cleanse, charge crystals. Get a 12-pack of the blonde ale. By the same name. I can't drink that, Ryan. I'll fart for 10 days. You know this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not recommending that you go get Blue Moon beer just because it's a Blue Moon. <laughs> but but I mean, could. it does seem, it is a summer, a summer ale, I guess is the way it's uh, pitched. That's nice. And so I think that's, you know, it. in considering, you know, a f- the official start of summer is around the corner. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you know, May. Drink Kids your moon responsibly. Almost. Yeah, drink your moon responsibly. <laughs> um, burn some stuff. I That's my favorite is to write down things that do not serve me and set them on fire. Oh, during full moons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so funny. That's a really easy like, one. I want to just mention this. We won't get into the details of it. But uh, so literally the minute you walk in to record today, we get an, I get an Ooh, email from Sarah. Weird. Yeah. Not um, weird. Totally on cue. Yeah, like perfectly yeah. timed. I mean, it was... Sarah, you know, our shaman from the first two episodes that you... Who a lot of people, I think, have... I'm sure they've reached out to you as well, that they have reached out to Sarah yeah. and had great, wonderful experiences yeah. uh, working with her. So, so yeah, I mean, of course, you can... Um, I'm seeing her soon. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right, because she'll be back her. in town. So that'll be in the past of, yes. of by the time this comes out. I think I'm gonna take her to dinner too. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, oh, I, like, I want to see as much of you as possible. I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> she just laughed. I'm going like, to bribe sure. you. Yeah. For your time. I'll take you to a a cat place. We'll pet cats. We'll go to dinner. Um, I was gonna say too at the start of the episode. Thank you for all the amazing reviews. Those are so badass they're so loving and wonderful and some of them have really good constructive criticism about maybe me getting off topic a little sometimes <laughs> and yeah you're not wrong um yeah uh, but they are wonderful they're so wonderful and i also wanted to mention i uh, i put them up every day that they come through i i track them and i put them up the day that they appear and I was giving everybody their own little space on the altar, like sticking them on the mirror. And I caught my little creepy Jeffrey Dahmer cat eating them. Oh, my God. What does that mean? And he was eating my favorites. He, he ate um, the Virgo moon one I love. Yeah. Isn't that fucking weird? So I had to go through all of them and make sure I got everybody again. And I put them up too high for him. So, yeah. But he was he was eating my good intentions. He's trying to eat people. Yeah. He's real weird. He's still pretty humpy. I don't know. I love him. It's a mother's love. Any of you with children know what I'm talking about. If they eat souls. There's a great song people. by uh, the musician Austin Lucas. Who, um, it's called My Mother and the Devil. Ooh. And the basic premise of the song is that uh, it goes, uh, my mother says the devil is the only one who will love me always and forever, no matter what I oh do. Oh, my God. This is and then my father says, my mother and the devil are the only <gasps> ones who will love me always and forever, no matter what I do. Oh, I like that. So it's, so it's, there's this interesting aspect of regardless of what a person does, the devil and, <coughs> the me, devil and their will mother always will it. always love them. Wow. Even if they totally abhor the things that, oh, I wonder if the, the, devil the atrocities they've committed. You know, let's just go right into this now that we're talking about the devil. We were going to answer some questions today. We got a really great email. We oh, 
that's the other thing. So many great emails recently. And um, I have to say, like, I complained recently about feeling like a really crappy indigo child. Like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not helping. Um, I'm born an 11 and I'm already a 33 in this life. And, like, I'm supposed to be teaching. I'm supposed to be helping. And I feel like I drag ass. People have been writing me through my website. Like, they find my personal email address. And they've been writing me really uh, just, like... Um, beautiful. What can I do? I'm kind of lost. I can't find my path. Um, I've started uh, reading some of our people now um, who've reached out, which is really great. And uh, I, I can't like write a short reply. And I really think that I'm tapping into something like I really think I'm tapping into them specifically when I write these things back. But it's given me this really great fulfillment to actually have answers that people can help people like I, I don't know, I don't know if any of them are right, like the, you know, they're telling me yes. But um, yeah, I really like that. And I, I d d feel free to reach out. Like if you think I might have the answer. I mean, yeah, freaking reach out. It's very rewarding. I'm feeling my end go child purpose like let's go I mean um I so okay so back on track because that's my thing now <laughs> uh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> now we've got a thing okay so the um well I think before we <coughs> sorry I've been this um I gotta drink some more fire cider oh. this cough is lingering on me yeah, at least it's a nice sexy voice though that's oh thank you part. um yeah. the or what were we talking about? The devil and this letter from Gwen in which she says, Hey, Angela and Ryan, I love the pod and have devoured every episode in just a couple of days. I have a couple of questions slash requests for segments. How did you figure out who your power animals are and summon them? I'm assuming Sarah had something to do with it. Every time you guys talk about her, I wish I was on the West Coast. She sounds so incredible. She is. Angela, you've mentioned that you invoke Archangel Michael as well as your spirit guides and ancestors. Are there other powerful entities that you are drawn to or that you often work with have you ever worked with uh hakate and this is crazy that the timing on this um to both of you what are your thoughts on lucifer hey and working with certain demons or fallen angels coming from a christian upbringing it's something that i have a natural revulsion and fear of but i hear witches that have overcome those preconceptions having wonderful working relationship with demons as well as lucifer thoughts can't wait to hear what you two have to say. Love you both and really like you, like you all our friends. Oh, sorry. I'm not reading. I went off the pill. My brain is real fucking broken right now. Love you both and really feel like you all are friends, even though it's a one-way relationship. LOL. You've definitely helped my magic and my magical study deepen and grow. Stay weird. Greenheart. Gwen. So let's, what well, you want to start with the devil question? Because... Oh, I can relate to the natural revulsion, even yeah. though, I mean, it's like an instilled natural. It's like that nature versus nurture. So it's definitely a nurtured revulsion mm -hmm. to the devil, to Lucifer being raised Catholic and going to Catholic school for so many years. I still, I have never even considered working with Lucifer or the devil or demons in that way. And that's oh. like, there's no, I don't, I don't like. I don't bend that way. Like there doesn't seem to be at least at this point in my life, any interest in like dabbling into the quote unquote darker side yeah. of, of magic. So when it comes to invoking the name of demons, and I think it's also because of my interest in the world of paranormal and knowing that when it comes to demonic possessions mm -hmm. of a person, which I believe are things that happen oh, yeah. like most hauntings, 
if they are really bad and negative, it's because it's not a human spirit yes. that is haunting the space. It is a demonic entity or an entity that's inhuman. Mm-hmm. So I stay away. I try to stay away from the inhuman side of dabbling. Yeah. Just because, I mean, who knows? Years from now, if I'm once I'm more adept, I mean, who know, and I feel like I might have better control over the things I'm I'm doing and the forces I'm. De- <coughs> the forces I'm dealing with. Yeah. Maybe, but at this point, I mean, that would be like a kid, you know. Yeah. You know, finding I'm not going to use that analogy. No, I I know what you mean though. Yeah. I I bet they do too. I uh personally um I want to tell you guys a story uh maybe this episode, maybe the next one. I uh saw was there a knock at the door? Yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> That's the demon. <laughs> It was not a demon. Turns out, I mean, I mean, who knows if it was? Maybe but a demon it was is just already inside of one of us, and we don't know it yet. Um, I was so, uh, so I recently had a reading from Frank the Bone Thrower at Crooked Path, and that was some shit. That was some really crazy shit. And I recorded it, thank goodness, because uh, it was. It was an hour long. It was just like a random thing. He was relieving me. I was on my way out. He read me. It was great. Um, but he kept telling me about the darkness in me and how I could access the darkness and how great I would be at dark magic. And this is something I have always known. And this is something I've always felt. My hesitation, I'm not scared of the devil. I'm scared of demons. I feel like... Uh, I don't I don't think I know Lucifer, but my impression of Lucifer has always just been like the bad boy of heaven, kind of like I'm not I don't really think Lucifer. Okay, I don't feel like Lucifer is in charge of the evil things. I maybe he could be. Um, But there's this really great series uh, by Richard Caudry called the Sandman Slim books. Have you ever heard of these? I have not. God, they are so fun, and I devour them like candy. They're so easy to read. They're set in L.A., and they're kind of noir, and Sandman Slim, uh, like in book one, he is a uh, gladiator in hell, like claws his way out of hell, and then he works, he gets hired for all these weird, odd jobs in L.A., like killing vampires, figuring out Santeria cults, killing zombies, like but really fun stuff. Um, just just not not the run-of-the-mill Walking Dead stuff, like really imaginative. Um, but there is a book where Lucifer comes to L.A. and he needs a bodyguard, which I love, the idea of somebody killing the devil. And he hires Sam and Slim, and uh, they're, they're talking about something like a famine or somebody doing something horrible, genocide something, and... Uh, and uh, Sam Anselm says something like, yeah, you'd know nothing about that, I guess, you know, sarcastically to the devil. And the devil just bumps into him. And Sam Anselm's like, what was that? And he goes, that's all I do. Just a little push. And I loved that. Like, if the devil's just the one saying, like, you can eat that whole cake. It's no big deal. <laughs> like, 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 then is he a fun friend or is he really evil? I mean, I don't know. But I don't work I mean, with- that little bump is... Uh- you know, oftentimes a lot more than you can eat that whole cake. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can kill all those people. Oh, 
true. I mean, true. I mean, if you want to look at it, if if Touché. he's in fact saying that I just give people a bump or things a bump yeah. to move along, it's like ah, uh, you don't have to rain. But for a good person, it's okay. Yeah, a good person can't be bumped into murder. You know what I mean? Like, but a bad person, the devil bumping bad people, totally different scenario. And, and yeah, he probably. I mean, I I don't know how it works. Um, I think if I were more diligent and careful, because, you know, I've talked about being a slappy witch before. I think there are very easy ways to protect ourselves. Um, I don't think I don't I, I think because I, ha- I have like a really great guardian angel. I don't think I don't think they'd let me get anywhere near calling on the dark stuff probably or they i don't know what i just feel like i've got too many or they'd at least try to like stop you a little yeah i think they i think for sure they would um but i do think some people could probably really work that shit now in the long run if you're not choosing love and light you're gonna like kind of dry up spiritually like what are you working it for yeah yeah and i i think that I think that it is effective. It's kind of like keto. You know what I mean? Keto works, but then your liver fucking dies, you know? And then you gain weight back because you're not doing keto anymore. Like, it's like working with dark entities is like a fad diet. It's not going to get you anywhere great in the long run. You know, you just have to like have a nutritious lifestyle and have a fortified witch uh, lifestyle. Like it's, it's not going to be good. It's not going to serve you, you in the plant long based. run. Plant-based. Plant-based. That's true. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing um, our hen house soon. The podcast, uh, like one of the biggest vegan podcasts about um, being a psychic. Well, it and, may be out by now. Oh no, it won't be. Oh, okay. I think it's out in June. So yeah, but I'll be sure to tell you guys about it. Cause I'm really, it's with my friend Jasmine who's had that podcast forever. Um, yeah, but I'm talking about being like having stronger magic and psychic abilities and how most empaths already are vegetarian or vegan because they feel it. And and this is the other thing, too, ever since I realized that I used to be so hard on my partners who would eat meat. And I'd just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it was it, I don't do it to my friends. But then it's like you see the person you love do it over and over. And now I realize, oh, I just I'm an empath and other people aren't. They don't feel what I feel from that, you know, and I, I'm super tolerant. Um, if I could change the world or rule the world, I would definitely do away with eating animals. But I get it. Not everybody's an empath. Not everybody feels that stuff coming off of what they're eating. Um, but yeah, back to the the devil. I thought this was interesting. So I just kind of looked up like witches working with uh, Lucifer, and it is very common. Um, and his his full name is Lucifer Morningstar, known as uh, to to some Wiccans as brother to Diana, the Moon Goddess. And considered uh, one of the fathers of witchery. And I mean, witchcraft has so many different angles you can come at. Like, I I personally, I don't judge anybody for doing the dark stuff or even hexing or, you know. I mean, I did have to. I, I forget about this, but kind of recently I had to put a little. I had to use Santeria to get somebody from hurting me, to keep somebody from hurting me. And uh, I mean, this was like a year ago. And I believe that that person has... I mean, even even my psychic told him he has like a like a black. She said it was like a black hook, like hooked around his heart, almost like a gypsy curse. But there's something very evil attached to him. And he showed me that evil and he was not going to stop coming at me with that evil. And I had to fucking, you know, don't leave your semen around. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You don't want a witch getting your semen. I mean, like you have to flush your condoms. You have to to clean up after yourself. (laughs) 
if you are an NBA player yeah, having a yeah. one night stand, or if you are casually dating a witch. Uh, yes, uh, it's true. Witch. I've <laughs> only I've only manipulated two men with their semen, just two. You know, I, I, it's, it's rare that I. Well, see, like that's the interesting <laughs> part about this conversation, and that's dark. That's is evil. That it's when I think of the dark stuff, like mm-hmm. it, I don't directly go to lucifer or working with the devil or demons as much as i do the manipulation aspect of magic and like you were saying there's many different ways you can come at it you can go like moon magic earth magic you Mm -hmm. know you know sympathetic magic you know or practical magic or, or all these different types of of you know modalities that you can get into when it comes to like the the wide array of magical yeah. practices but like one thing's for certain they all have or you can clearly define sides i guess uh mm-hmm. like between good and bad or manipulation and self-care yeah like and there's obviously a lot of gray liminal space yeah. in in the middle but to me, that's when you start. That's for me, and I'm not trying to judge anybody else, but I, I wouldn't do manipulation magic. Yeah. At least at this point, I, I'm capable of anything. Yeah. And I say that knowing full well what that means. <laughs> like, I've never read a news story or seen anything, no matter how atrocious, and been like, I don't understand how that person did that. I'm not sitting there like I'm reading some crazy thing. I'm like, yeah, I've wanted to do that. But circumstances affect people. And... To say that you would never do something that someone else has done, you're almost making them subhuman. Yeah. Because people, no one grows up thinking I want to be a monster or behave like a monster. And they're gonna they're gonna have their own karmic debt for that stuff. Everything you do magically comes back threefold. You do beautiful, good, compassionate magic. Your life is intensified by three, and for the for the better. You do nasty stuff and manipulate people. Well, it's gonna come back too, and that's okay. Some people are willing to pay that price, and I honestly. I don't I don't know a lot of people who do dark stuff or manipulative magic, but um, I don't know. I don't judge. I really don't judge that that they've got their own debt to pay. And it's interesting, too, because I have wondered if I've had manipulation magic done on. You probably have. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like I have. Well, you got a lot of ladies who like you and you're out in the front of the world sometimes. (laughs) I don't don't, (laughs) Not that women are crazy, but, you know, women are very powerful and can and this is often a go to for women. Okay, so <laughs> this makes me uncomfortable to like, I think any... operate on the premise that there's all these like there's a lot of ladies out there I... who who are doing that <laughs> because of an interest in me. But no, not to, no. I mean, like over the years, like not like, okay. right now. Okay. But I think any guy, any guy who's um, like a ladies' man, or you know, a, plus you you tr- you travel, like you have been around. You know what I mean? So <laughs> wait, we're. <pissed. laughs> You're a whore, Ryan. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) We're painting this like very vivid picture. No, I I think, I think, um, I mean, if I were a man with my sexual history, I'd be worried about magic put on me. But that's not really a go-to for most men. Yeah, it is interesting because, I mean, you do wonder, or I think everybody can wonder from time to time. But, uh, you know, it's, I mean, I came very late to the game when it came to, you know, the women thing. Yeah. You know, oh, that's right. But then, you know, but like, but at the same time, I'm not like an idiot. Yeah. You know, exactly. um, I might not be the smoothest or, you know, in the history of like trying to meet women in my past. I was never like the guy who could just walk up to a woman at a bar who I didn't know and start talking to her. Oh, that's interesting. I could never I was never able to do that. 
Um, unless it was like under some kind of pretense of some kind where I was with a friend and like we were pretending to be psychic or something like yeah, that. You yeah. know what I mean? Or somehow we ended up. But uh, yeah, so it is interesting to think that there's no real way to know that you've been manipulated through magic yeah, by I'm, someone else. Unless I guess someone is in touch with that and able to tell you, no, it, it, I, you have the signs of being manipulated here, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. It's, it's interesting because I think that you can feel uh, yourself being more tethered to the person for sure. Um, I feel it like I keep, um, I keep cutting the cord with somebody and he just keeps picking it right back up. And I'm just like, I didn't know. I, I think it's because I think it's because we're connected, but I, I keep, um, I'll keep, I'll, I'll dream about him. Like once I get it out of my head, I'll dream about him. And I'm like, this isn't me. I even consulted some guides on this and it's not me. I mean, it, it's for sure something that we're both putting energy into, but I think when you feel that stuff for someone that you don't necessarily have, uh, feelings for or strong feelings for and you feel that come out of nowhere I mean I think that I think there are for sure signs um, I think you get a little woo-woo in your brain when somebody's manipulated you really well you know it's like it's interesting because last night uh, I woke up in the middle of the night because mm. I was having this bad dream oh no <laughs> so it wasn't a nightmare but it was not a good dream mm. I had this dream where I couldn't get all of the bugs off of me. Oh, God. That's a nightmare, Ryan. The tiniest little, like, ant bugs. You know, the ones that little, like the, like yeah. the ones that have the wings. Oh. I was not covered oh. in these bugs, but I couldn't get them off of me. That is very unnerving. And they were coming from nowhere. And I remember waking up thinking, something's being done to me, Right. Okay. So, so, okay. So, and so then to the point where I changed like the things on my bed, like the dream was so vivid that I had to like remove items from my bed because I thought they might be coming from there. I got to say the waking moment, your thoughts in the waking moment are some of the truest thoughts you will ever have in a day. When you're coming out of sleep, those are that pay attention to that stuff. So, I mean that somebody might be doing something to you for real, but I mean, we can, we can. We can plug it, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think, like, I, I didn't get the sense that, like, oh, someone's trying to, someone's trying to get me or manipulate me. But I also, but for, for some reason, I had the feeling that, like, oh, this is, someone's affecting me. Yeah, yeah. And, um... And I was also I also binged the first season of Sabrina. Yes. So like this, I is, want to talk about there's that a lot of the dark talk. imagery and uh -huh. things like that and magic and like so there's a lot of like you know circumstantial, True. evidential things here that could that are going into play because mm -hmm. when I binge a television show, it fucks my dreams up. Ooh, you that's know what I mean? Like because you are you are consuming. It's almost like you're doing a a, a really hours long meditation on something. Yeah, it's right? true. So, I mean, it is a form of kind of magic you're doing on yourself mm -hmm. when you binge a television show. I've always thought someone should do like a grad school paper um, or a PhD paper. And who knows, maybe someone is now, but like on the psychological effects of binging specific TV shows. Oh, I can't, I can't ever. Uh, you know what? I could do Game of Thrones, but my attention span is even with Sabrina. Um, I find myself doing other things and I love that show and I'm very into it. I have to stop myself from binging the entire 10 episodes. I, yeah. Like it, in one sitting. It's so good. The first season's so good. The second season gets darker, which I really enjoyed. So you saw the- Darker than the first season. Yeah. I've only, no spoilers, but I've no, only no. seen the first season. 
or part one, as they call it. Yeah. It's 11 episodes. And, and I will say this. The only thing I'll specifically talk about is the pilot episode because I was texting you about this yeah. like while it was oh, happening. Oh, yeah. No, this is it's like the first five minutes of the, the show. Or I think it's like the first half hour or whenever it is. Uh-huh. You, you, <laughs> you won't miss it. Although everyone I've talked to about this show, they seem to have forgotten that this happened. And I, and I was just like, how could you forget? Anyway, there's, 50, you know, quote unquote, 15 year old Sabrina. Mm-hmm. This is before her 16th birthday. She's just naked in a bathtub in the woods and, like, stands up out of the bathtub to start walking somewhere. And that's not giving away any, like, critical plot points. But, like, I mean, you essentially, you see, like, side side boob boob and you almost see ass. And I'm like, this is a 15-year-old girl. I have to say, I love your reaction to it because that is correct and that should be the reaction. Um, You sent me, you took, because I was like, I don't remember this. You sent me a video of your your TV screen. You played it. Yeah, you're like, I don't remember this. And I was like, how could you forget? (laughs) So I just, like, went back to it, recorded it, sent it to you. And here's my thing. And this this is my gray area. And I feel like this is every young woman is in a different place like um I was very guarded but I was I was sexualized at 13 like I was I was having sex at 13 I was ravenous for sex um uh I sometimes like (laughs) I mean Lolita's a real gray area adult men should not fuck children for sure but then if we just look at Lolita without Humper Humperdink is that his fucking I can't remember. Name? Uh, um, if we just look at Lolita, uh, she'd already had sex at camp with a boy her own age, but good for her. Um, daddy issues. So an older man, I could never, I have a very hard time. I'm always with men significantly younger. I don't like older men for the most part. I'm sure, I mean, there are exceptions, but I have rarely ever had a partner who's older than me, even just like a couple months older than me. They're always younger. And I think that this is part of that. Like I... Uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm just fucking creeped out by older men because of Lolita. Who knows? Um, but her desires and, uh, her, the way she knew she could manipulate with sex and all that I was aware of and I relate to. Um, and I also think I don't like us being reduced to just our sexuality or just our naked bodies ever, but they are very powerful tools. And I think, um, in Sabrina, th- there there's a moment in season two where um, it's just a comment a guy makes about her being cute, and uh, and and she she enjoys it. But I was like, fuck him, that was condescending. Like, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I I don't know that. I mean, it, it's like a moment where he could praise her for being smart, which is actually way more. It's like the first ep- episode of season two, I think, um, and it's Nick, but he calls her cute, and I was just really mad about it. And it's stupid because if it were me in Sabrina's shoes, I'd probably be like, "I'm cute," you know. But as the outside on look, you know, onlooker. Anyway, um, I think the whole uh, young girls finding their sexuality is really important. I don't think we should sexualize them. I also, I think for me, that scene was. Um, just like uh, like the nudity was more about um being defenseless like she's in the middle of the vulnerability of it yeah yeah. i I can understand all that and and that's not to say that i mean i'm not going to sit here and deny the ultimate reality when i was 16 years old i mean i just had i you know the boners you don't control yeah like they're showing up in the middle you're like the most boring thing is happening. You get a boner and it's just like, why am I getting a boner? Yes. Yeah. So to deny like the sexual desires and you know, the, the peaked activity of like 
you know, teenagers is foolish. Yes. But then package it and market it. And, and, <laughs> and in the defense of the show, it was very quick. Um, but at the same time, it's... Uh, it is a little bit It was a little, erotic. like, weird. Yeah, yeah and it I is. Was, because magic is so sexual anyway, because mm-hmm. it's so taboo. Yeah. And so sex has always been so taboo, and um, especially when it comes to liberated women being sexual, oh, the yeah. taboo nature of that. And so... It was interesting, but I, you know, I'll let people, people can decide for themselves yeah. and they can write in what they thought about that. But, um, but I think it's also, I think it's also important to at least be aware mm-hmm. of the imagery that's being fed to us through yes. television. Very good. Yeah. And trying to understand that there is an effect m- even potentially on our subconscious, mm-hmm. which ties into, I mean, Netflix and TVs and all these things are the they're like the most magical devices yeah. in the world because yeah. they're they're giving you messages constantly and those messages are those messages are seeping into our minds whether we want to admit it or not mm-hmm. and it's like the highest level of magic that's happening out yeah. there yeah yeah you're absolutely right i love 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 the empowerment aspect of sabrina and season 2 it gets real fucking wild but the whole Satanism is the patriarchy and Sabrina's like, I'm going to bring that shit down. Like it's the, the the parallels are so good. And sometimes it gets a little uh, too obvious, but well, I don't know. Should I, maybe not, maybe not too obvious, but very obvious. Um, I love it. it and it, here's the thing too, like the pentagram, it, it's very, witches don't have to be with the devil, which is our independent, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, freelance ca- contractors. contractors. Yes, thank you. Man, this, <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like, what should I do for my brain? Because this hormone thing has been real weird. Well, this is interesting too, because when it comes to like affecting one's chemistry and, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about birth control pills. Yeah. Um, which Ugh. I have obviously no experience with at this point in my life. Even Don't though the try male it, birth Ryan. control pill is, <laughs> you know, is here. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But I have no, I mean, I'm not going to I, start doing the I male birth been, control pill in my no, 40s. No, don't. Um, I've been so irritable. It's really hard. And it's only been like a week. And um, yeah. Well, I, you have to like read. Now your body has <sighs> to like totally. I mean, this is like, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm not, I don't want to be the guy who like says everything is magic. Mm, no, you know, but, but everything, everything is. is. Everything, everything really is. is. So when it comes to whether it's TV and imagery and like yeah. affecting our subconscious or whether it's an actual chemical concoction mm-hmm. and every pill that's ever made is kind of, it's just a combination or a direct correlation to trying to mimic things that have occurred in nature through plants and other and like yeah. herbs and things. And so now we're trying to figure out a way to, you know, create those in a pharmaceutical way. Yes. And then, you know, but then I guess at the limits of that, then you start getting into chemicals now becoming their own world where they can affect the human body. Yeah. A couple people wrote in and told me, um, maca and, um, Chaseberry. So I, I got those. I'm hoping I don't bleed forever. Sarah also did some healing on me. She said the bleeding isn't real and that it's, um, it has more to do with the children inside me not getting enough attention. So uh, I've been acknowledging them quite a bit. Oh, we'll so you've see. been getting a lot of cupcakes? Or what was the, ah, what's the food? The donut. The they, <laughs> yeah, no, no, they still want, you know what it's been lately is just dance, which is great. <laughs> I and, love the idea. It's like, I'm on my period. I got to go get some donuts. <laughs> 
Like, yeah. Wait, don't you mean tampons? No, oh, I mean donuts. It was great. I was so, I couldn't stop eating the other day. And it was like the day before I started my period. And I, I couldn't stop eating. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, oh, it's the day before your period. And then I just gave in. And then I just ate whatever I wanted. And it was really great. But yeah, this is a weird, I haven't, I didn't, I didn't allow myself to bleed since last uh, August. So a year. Yeah. Well, you year. know, nine months or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. Really long time. That's not healthy. And that was the thing is, I just lost track because you're supposed to. I suppress my period or I was with the pill. You do seem different. I'm going to be I, honest with you. I feel this is like something I need to address. OK. How, tell me. Go ahead. Go for it. Um, and you have a is that cold brew? That's my second Americana. Of That's the your day. second Americana today, yeah. which is surprising to me. Yeah, because I seem kind of wilted, right? That's well, you seem so, you seem chill, bro. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe I will you still, be. You seem Whatever. like a chill bro right now. Like, Thanks. I mean, you uh, not as uptight and. <laughs> well, you seem, you seem you you seem more calm. Thanks. Now I, this could be like a. Oh God, I hope it just lasts. today thing. Yeah, but um, you. Definitely seem more calm Good. than every other time I've ever hung out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Cool, 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 bro. <laughs> no, I had a lot not, of... Not that previous you was bad. No, thank but, you, though. Um, well, that'd be nice if I could take it down a notch, because, I mean, I annoy myself. <laughs> so it would be really well, great. Well, for the sake of the podcast, mm-hmm. let's uh, just do the just take the pill right before we do the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Like, well, Angela, I'm glad that you're really, like, you know, taking care of yourself and everything, but, you know, the extreme personality yeah, that you had yeah. previously, we need to really funnel for this is, entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, like, and this like is that, transition, yeah. so we don't know what we're gonna get. We don't know where like, we're headed. It's, huh? it's the uh, here's some more words I can't remember. What's the cocoon? The crucif? Not crucifix. That's Jesus. Um, you know the crucible? No. No. Or what, oh, or cocoon, the cocoon? Chrysalis? Chrysalis? Oh, that sounds familiar. God, you know what? My pill was chrysal. This is weird. Um, anyway, I'm gonna come out beautiful, uh, smart butterfly. So super and smart. And for the first. record, I want people to know that I think caterpillars are beautiful they are beautiful thanks ryan they are um i don't know why i'm the only person i ever see moving earthworms and caterpillars off sidewalks but maybe more people could do that sometimes it's not hard (laughs) (laughs) and if i don't have anything to pick them up with i'm like all right we're just gonna use my hands now i can't not do it um oh so okay wait i want to talk more about sabrina we're staying on task. Look, my new... But we, we have to make sure we don't do any spoilers when we talk no. about Sabrina. I want to say... It's much darker than the original series. If you're oh, of a certain fun. age and it's you love Sabrina, the original series, you just need... I mean, this is the same way that Christopher Nolan took Batman. It is. It, that's a really good um, comparison. And so, like, this becomes... It's interesting because I was having this great conversation last night with a friend of mine. He's moving back to Europe for a little while. And he had admittedly... I mean, he was telling me the story about, like his break from reality that he recently had. Oh, shit. Where he was euphoric for weeks. How? And He went off the pill? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's interesting because he became so euphoric that he started being a vigilante. What the like fuck? Like lo- he started being a love vigilante. And then it reached a peak where he lost his identity. What you, tell me specifics. And, Where, I mean, I is... can't. I can only say so much because I don't know if this guy wants me yeah, talking about it. Right. But, but I mean, granted, I'm not saying his name. I mean, he's turning it into a one man show that'll be performing in Edinburgh this oh, year. Oh, great! But um, but we were talking about like 
he was like, you have to sacrifice, you know, I was in this place where I have to sacrifice, you know, everything at the cost of making sure other people feel loved and feel love. Oh my and God. So, and he's like, and I don't know why. And then one day I woke up and I just couldn't remember who I was anymore. And so I was like, oh, it's because the more we talked, we were just having like late night coffee at the House of Pies. And I was like, oh, you've, you sacrificed everything to try to make sure other people felt love including what you needed yourself. Wow. So you sacrificed yourself and therefore you forgot yourself. Maybe is what happened here. But he was talking about Batman and how the uh, the Joker, there's this really dark series of the comic books mm-hmm. that get into where the Joker kidnaps the Commissioner Gordon's daughter and does horrible. Yeah, like it's I read very those, dark. yeah. And then he does the same thing to Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. And then Commissioner Gordon goes mad. They're and he says, up. it only takes one day to lose your mind. One bad day. It's like one bad day will make you lose Look, your mind. Game of Thrones taught us that. We already knew that. Right? So, you know, Game of Thrones maybe was borrowing this old idea. But, I mean, it's like, it's also an idea that's been around forever. Yeah. So when it comes to, like, what is someone capable of, like, one bad day can make someone go either direction. Remember when it comes to, like, going Michael good Douglas or going movie bad. movie Falling Down. Oh, my God. That. I can't remember it. I just remember the yeah, box. Yeah the VHS box and then the movie was just what was on the box where he's just standing around in traffic looking pissed I can't remember the rest of it but it's interesting because like when it comes to Sabrina very (coughs) very early on you have a choice that has to be made by you know by Sabrina herself Mm -hmm. but like I guess what we're uh, what what even made me oh because of the the Christopher Nolan Batman goes dark yeah like that Sabrina now is I mean there's blood there's you know obviously allusions to sexual activity I I think it's so gentle with the sexual stuff though there's this scene I loved so much where Harvey she asks him to check her for the birthmark and she takes off her clothes and she's got like her her bra on and she's just well yeah that's very sweet and it's a tender moment it's so tender it's so gentle and and I just that that just like triggered something in me of you know pre-sex and how we were children like playing you know and um the other thing I was gonna say I love um what's her name Mrs. Mayfell Wormwood Wormwood oh no 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 uh teacher at school yeah why can't why can't I remember her name gorgeous i don't know who this actress is crazy fucking hair and body and they put her in these amazing dresses and uh significantly older than many women who are cast uh, in sexy roles these days and still fucking dynamite sexy then you have the ants and they again like not conventional like nobody is uh i get so tired of seeing extremely young women as aunts or mothers or and if you want to know who the aunt is and this is funny because i saw this or one of the aunts (coughs) there's a movie that just came out on netflix that has sabrina and aunt z really they're both in the same movie with uh, stanley tucci it's called the silence oh that's interesting Um, so i just saw that yesterday wow um so i was like oh these actresses have already they've already worked together or I they are working together Aunt again Zelda. in something else so, oh my god but it, uh but both all the actresses are great the, like and, the ants like, are wonderful they're not getting a ton of shit done like they don't look like they've had like work done they look like they're just aging gorgeously that's not a word um but i'm watching them and i'm just like why are we? Why don't we get to see beautiful older women in sexy dresses? Why don't we ever get to see that? And it takes a show written by women and gay men to utilize these actresses that w- would not be working in in um, sex kitten roles. I mean, 
I'm saying sex kitten because like their hair, their makeup, their clothes, and then they're very powerful witches. They are beyond sex kitten, but they just have like this, again, I'm going to say noir, but they, it's very noir, like the way they style them. Um, I am living for it. And I love the fucking weird sisters. That is something yeah, special. Well, I think the, one of the interesting things about the television show is, or the series is it really highlights all the different ways to incorporate magic yeah. into your life, whether it's through cooking yeah. or whether it's through spells and, or yeah. whether it's through intentions mm-hmm. or poppies. It's funny, too, because um, so much of it, like for anybody who knows about witchcraft, like you could watch it and be like, this is so fucking off base. But yes, just keep that in mind. It is not. Oh, although one of the writers, um, I can't remember his name, but he is a witch. He is not Wiccan. I well, no, you have to be. I mean, like there's yeah. no way that there's not at least one. No, on this they know staff way too much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because and the interesting thing, too, is there is a. A, there's a sense of uh, cautiousness mm-hmm. and you know almost feared respect yeah. that even the most powerful witches in this show have when they are dealing with certain types yes. of things which I think goes back to what we're talking about with the devil yeah. and working with demons and the devil there's even like in this fictional world the most powerful of the witches have a they have a real cautiousness and like oh my I this you have to be really sure yes. about getting into certain types of magical practice um, because you don't know all the powerful things that you could be awakening or letting in mm-hmm. or dealing with in these cases. Yeah, it's a show. It's a show for sure. If you're practicing magic or just <laughs> want to bring down the patriarchy, it's going to make you feel stronger. It's just very uplifting and powerful for the ladies um i will say the grammar is atrocious but it's grammar that only a copy editor would notice so i sit there and i cringe every time because i think it's such a smart show but somebody needs they need to fucking copy edit that there is there's a lot of bad grammar but it's like the grammar that a lot of people don't see so i'm like when people say anyways oh yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but no because anyways no. is not a word um, it's always anyway the, the thing that's where, one that gets me but like i can't remember if it's in this show or not it's things like, um, okay, this is not one specifically, but it's like, where are you going to? It's like, oh, extra when you end words. a sentence with a preposition, it's lots. You'll see. Oh, okay. And here's something. Here's some grammar. Uh, Dropping the grammar lay, hammer over here. Lay let's, versus let's get into lie. It. It's almost always lie down. Uh, uh, I was lying there. It, like to lay something down, it has to be like you could lay your. My, I could well, th- I could lay this remote control down. Only if you're singing, lay me down in a bed of roses, <laughs> right? See? Isn't that the song? Yeah, and that actually would be proper grammar because they're saying lay me down, and that then you would be an inanimate object, kind of like to be laid down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but lay, lady, lay, improper grammar. It would be lie, lady, lie. Which isn't nearly as great and as And it a sounds song. like, tell me lies. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the whole song's over at that point. But so, yeah, the grammar's bad. Now I'm but... trying to think of, tell me lays, tell me sweet little lays. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and now I'm thinking of potato chips. Yeah, oh, <laughs> shit, oven baked. Um, okay, oh, so yeah, so we, they, can, they can work on the copy yeah, editing. Yeah. We can drop I'm the grammar being, hammer on them. I'm just being a monster. The show's great. You should, I we love should probably it. stop talking about it okay, because it's, but it's, I do we're getting say, into the realm of spoilers. I want to, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to go there. But the soundtrack for both seasons, 
phenomenal. I I downloaded both of them and that is currently all I listen to. And man, if any of you are working on your theme, li- your theme music list, and I really encourage this, especially when you're practicing magic to have the music that like really pumps you up and makes you feel powerful. Fucking Sabrina soundtracks have many wonderful songs for that. I mean, and they're also like black magic woman, you know, like they're, they're clearly about witches. That's great too. But I've added so many of the songs to my theme music playlist. It's so good. I've just been listening to Dylan. <laughs> like maybe Does that, maybe that speaks about where I'm at in my <laughs> life. Where it's just a bunch of eh, eh, like going on. But yeah, maybe I need to pick up the uh the 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 beat on my uh on I my also, theme music. I also just want to drop my favorite line from Sabrina, which if you go to my Instagram, it's like the only story I ever made eternal. It's um, it's the Prudence is the weird sister with the with the shortest hair. Yeah, she's she's the, great. Yeah, I mean, there's, God, you can't God. say enough great stuff about her. So she says, um, "Careful, Nick. She'll cock tease you just like she did the Dark Lord." <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. It's so good. <sighs> yes, please, more Sabrina. I mean, who wouldn't it. want to cock tease the Dark Lord? Yeah, yeah. Put that, that on your resume. Here we go. We got the title of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to black magic and demons. Yeah, cock tease your so co- throwing bones, bone thrower. <laughs> um, do do we want to talk about the other two questions she had? The um, how do you find your power animals and summon them? Oh well, I really don't have the experience with that as much as you do. Um, but it is interesting because it's something uh, that I'm, you know, because I do walk around with this lion mm-hmm. and this eagle, and. You know, it's one of these things where you really, I have to really, you know, I have to remind myself sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it seems crazy yeah. that I have to remind myself that I've got a lion and an eagle hanging out with yeah. me all the time. But if you don't foster your relationship with these things, Amen, they will start to fade away from you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and you can see, I can see it mm-hmm. in you know certain things that are happening like on a day-to-day basis or i'm like oh shit i it's because i haven't been bringing in my lion yep yep exactly we should um we should try to because i saw those other power animals in in sarah's workshop before she told me mine i saw like i saw all but mine and um my friend ashley who was next to me i didn't i couldn't see her polar bear but um i want to try i really want to try to do brandy's power animal um, but I should try to do yours too. Okay. And um, yeah. So so power your power animal is the way I've been working with mine. Because mine is a brown chihuahua. He's got beautiful eyes. It looks like he's wearing eyeliner, and his name is Tomcat. So when I see brown chihuahuas, I feel like he's. I feel like it's a sign. I feel like it's a sign. You know, and that's that's. Uh, brown chihuahuas are pretty common, especially uh, in a city, but um, I'll usually, I'll never see just one. So I feel like he is with me in those moments, but there are times where I just visualize him or I will say, you know, like I know right now he is working. I know he's working to bring in my soulmate, my next soulmate. Um, But I think, I don't know. I think I just have visualized working with him enough. Like your power animal is there. You will need a psychic or a shaman or somebody to tell you who it is because you do, the visualization is important. But then I, I mean, I just 
I just talk to him. And when I see those brown chihuahuas, it's almost like a reminder to just check in with him. I don't know what it, I mean, I keep thinking the day that I see three, cause I've never seen three. I only see them in twos. Um, the day I see three is the, like, that's when I know the guy's coming. Cause that's Tom Cat's current assignment is to bring in this guy. Um, but it is tricky. You could, you know what though? You're fucking magic. Meditate on it. Just meditate on it and just say, set intention, burn some stuff. You know, I, I, I mean, maybe don't expect this to show up overnight. Yeah. But if you want to know, you, it will show itself to you. It's hard to, um, I've been, uh, <laughs> cause I'm very, very irritable this last week. I've been drinking more and, um, yesterday I could feel how, I mean, I could feel my guides and they were like, stop it. So yesterday was the first day I didn't drink which is really fucked up and i'm not like that is interesting between now i'm considering the difference between like intuition and and uh well i'm sure there's a connectivity there but (coughs) and guides being like hey man Mm -hmm. uh sit down and shut up for a second and stop doing this they took me up in the hills today i was very into and it's probably because i didn't drink last night they um, had me drive all up in the hills and I was like, okay, what do, what's the message? And I think they were just, I because th- I'm very focused on finding a new home right now and I think that they're trying to show me stuff. Um, but I could feel pulled. And sometimes when you're just wandering, this morning I was very much wandering, but I know that that was also them and that was their time to get in and show me some stuff. Um, and I did get peaceful after I just like let them lead me. Um, don't know exactly what they wanted to show me yet. Uh, I was like, am I going to pass a rental sign? Like, what is this? But it wasn't clear. Um, I would, I would say anything you want the answer to, you don't have to pay somebody to get, if you want it fast, you can pay somebody to get it, but you, you can meditate on anything. Your guides and power animals and spirit animals are with you all the time. They will just show you, you know? I'm having this feeling now about my, my, the connectivity between like certain dreams and, you know, listening to, you know, intuition or, you know, your spirit guides telling you certain things. I mean, I made a decision yesterday, late afternoon, to stop doing something. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That was negatively affecting my health. Mm-hmm. And then at night, I have this dream where I can't get these fucking bugs off of me. <laughs> and I have to, like, wake up and then literally, like, remove something from my still, space. Are you still doing your dream journal? Um, you know, I need to write these down. I didn't have time to write I'm them gonna down I'm going to start. Today. I think about it every time I wake up. And then I have a farm to tend. So as soon as I'm up, the cats, the dogs are like, oh, you're awake. It's time for us to poop outside and be fed and do all these things. And you got to change our... It takes me like fucking 30 minutes before I even start my own day. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really need to just keep it by the bed and start. I think that that is super important, especially because you were tracking the moon phases too, yeah. right? And like how long I slept and, yeah. you know, because of the Fitbit thing, you can tell rough. The Fitbit isn't accurate because oh. the Fitbit will say you slept until you open the app uh-huh. and to see how long you slept. And it's like, no, I've been awake for half an hour my before Fitbit, I get on my phone or whatever. Mine you was what always I mean? really accurate. Like it would tell me when I'd get up to pee. I'll tell you what though. This is real fucking creepy. This is a ghost. Oh, I, I saw another ghost too. I want to tell you about that. Um, I was staying <laughs> this just is like, in this. Oh, by the way, I saw another ghost. And so then, <laughs> you know, I'm getting the latte and this person you know, <laughs> so casual. So, but this is a ghost story. So this was pretty recent. This was just a year ago. And um, do you know where Tamara lives? 
Do you yes. Know? Okay, so she lives in this creepy old building. Yes, I know a... where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's a creepy it's old... Like, it's... Yes, I know exactly where she lives. <laughs> it's right by the Hollywood Bowl. It looks like the Tower of Terror from MGM. It's beautiful. It has an old swimming pool in the basement. There used to be all these acting classes. Tons of famous people used to live there. It was like t- rich with history. Well, I was sleeping over with her a year ago. We had all gone to Vegas for the lady to lady thing. And then um, I went back with Tamara and... It was when my, I, I was still using a Fitbit. I don't, I don't fucking use anything now. I got to work on my fitness path and my spiritual path. That's a later topic. But I'm lying there with my back to uh, the room. Like I was facing the wall, which is not usually something I do. I think my body was just sore from being in the car all day. So I kept feeling, and if you feel this way, it's real. I kept feeling somebody behind me. And I roll over and there is a dark little foyer where the door opens into the apartment and the light coming in the street light, of course, because this is Hollywood, the light coming in doesn't it, it's not being cast on this weird little alcove. And there's something for sure in there. And it is watching me. And I roll over and I'm like, fuck off. Do not mess with me. And I, and I was really tired and I went to sleep. The next day, there are 45 minutes exactly on my Fitbit of me moving around the apartment and I don't remember that. So what the fuck is that? And this comes back to me taking better care of myself because did a ghost wake me up and mess with me for 45 minutes? Who knows? Who knows? Like you see, the first thing I had in my mind was a ghost woke you up and like you guys danced for a little while. I would like that. I mean, that was like my first thought. I would like like, that. Yeah, that would be different (laughs) than like a ghost and just kind of like dragging you around. Yeah, pulling my hair. Or yeah. Yeah, I saw it and I was so creeped out because I knew there was somebody there when I went to sleep. Well, Um, there's an interesting thing that's like about like the trickster element of the paranormal world and, you know, coyote and, you know, these things. And also like in the world of paranormal and all these weird things like mm -hmm. uh, like being able to decipher when you're being fucked with and when you are actually, you know, interpreting, you know, signs from the Mm -hmm. universe Mm -hmm. as a result of magic you've been doing, looking for an outcome. And and for me, my whole life with the ghosts, um, there is often a desperation. Their desperation feels so heavy at first that it, that it's alarming for me. And they're not necessarily bad. That that one might not have been bad, but it was like somebody who can feel me. Like it was, it, it for sure was an excitement on their part because uh, there aren't a lot of people. I think I think a lot of people could feel ghosts, but you know, I had my third eye closed at the time. I probably could have seen it. Now I'm seeing them, but I I never stopped feeling them or hearing. This is them. like when uh, I feel like you slid into this ghost's DMs just to say hi, and then <laughs> the ghost now has followed up with 14 questions. <laughs> Without you answering one of them, Ugh. like the uh, the overexcitement of like, oh my god, yeah, so was yes. oh yeah, so where are you going? Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, blah, 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 blah. For real. And then the ghost realizes like, oh shit, like Came oh too, too much, too yeah, much. yeah. And then I'm scared, and I'm like, well, this ghost is very yeah. powerful. And the ghost is like, I'm not bad. I just no one said hi yeah. in a while. Yeah, and I feel like that's part of because I'm not. Uh, I have got to cultivate a better spiritual path, and I I intend to be better at all my stuff. But at the moment, I'm drinking a lot and just a. a, a Growing accustomed to uh, testosterone coming back into my body. It's great. I, I was lying in bed last night and, um, pop like all these fantasies were popping in my head of having sex with the last guy I was with. And I was like, damn, I haven't thought about that. Why am I thinking about that? And I was like, "Mm, whatever, whatever. And I fell asleep 
thinking about having sex with somebody I don't have sex with anymore. And I'm like, well, this is it. We're back. Like, this is. Oh, we're back. This is the testosterone. This I'm going to. Yeah. We are back. Watch out, world. Oh, my God. I don't want to be that horny. I was so horny last time I went up the pill. So, well, uh, well, whatever. What is. It's interesting because you're right on a new moon mm, coming that's up. That's right. Um, I'm going to look at the app right now. Because, Please do. I also um, want to talk about. Well, no, we're in the first quarter. It's first quarter moon, so yeah. like it's it's headed that way. Yeah. Or it's headed um, actually. Why am I uh, forgetting this? Oh yeah, <coughs> we're headed away from new the new beginnings. Moon. That's why I went off the pill around that new moon. I was like, let's just do this. I'm gonna align with the moon. We'll see. My cycle will balance itself out eventually. Um, I think that's a great thing. I mean, I know there's. I mean, it's such a loaded, it's become such a loaded topic mm-hmm. and subject because of so many different things. And I think some women, if I'm not mistaken, from women I've talked to, have really enjoyed the benefits of what the pill does when oh, it comes yeah. to, you know, balancing them out or whatever it does for them specifically. It's a roller coaster ride. And I know other women, uh, My one of my ex-girlfriends from years ago, the pill totally fucked her body mm-hmm. up. Yep. And and it wasn't until a couple years later that they realized, oh, you know, once she decided on her own to get off the pill that she realized, oh, like the pill fucked me up. Yes. That was the Marina IUD for me. That was a fucking nightmare. But I will say, and this is this is happening too. like um, my skin was drier on the pill and I'm getting like dewy and like like my skin is making its oil again and I was just like what the fuck how was I living without this but when I was on the marina my hair was gorgeous it was like so glossy and thick so maybe I need to be rubbing progesterone cream hey if somebody knows why that (laughs) seriously I've been getting real good feedback about a lot of this um uh, should I be rubbing progesterone cream into my body what is progesterone cream oh my god okay so progesterone so you have to have a balance of estrogen and progesterone um i don't know i'm gonna start getting blood work done as soon as my body gets used to being off the pill um but you need a you need a balance of um progesterone estrogen and testosterone and often those are one of mine is for sure messed up um and when i was on marina like it i had terrible mood swings uh, cried easily. I sat in bed and cried all day on a Saturday for no reason. And my cat hugged me. Rue came in, put her arms around my waist and hugged me while I was crying. And I was like, wow, this is a cat just hugged me. Like she knows how dark, how dark a place I'm in right now. Um, but so I think, uh, I don't know. I think I was getting too much estrogen. My hunch is that my progesterone is what needs to be upped. We'll find out when I get the tests. But yeah, progesterone is something that the body makes. I don't know entirely, but it's like estrogen. So what are the holistic things now that you are doing? Holy shit, Ryan. That Where are do I like, begin? you know, easing yourself off of, you know, through this transition and also trying to empower yourself. Well, like <sighs> health wise. Okay. Other so, than like just getting so soft up. <laughs> Brandy, Brandy goes, you should buy one of those. Um, you should buy a bunch of those pills because I, I have I take so many vitamins anyway, but now I take so many more vitamins for getting my uterus right. And Brandy was like, you should buy those weak things and fill them up and take four because when you guys hear this, I will be overseas um, and I got to figure out how to take like a refrigerator full of vitamins with me. And uh, I was looking at them. None of them are big enough for all the vitamins I take in the day. They make these for elderly people who are dying, literally dying. In what, their over, overseas they do? No, no. 
no, these pill the the containers. Oh, oh yeah, so, the uh, the little calendar boxes. Yeah, but none of them. I'm looking XL. You're taking like horse pills. Yeah, I'm taking so much stuff. I'm taking um, pumpkin seed oil, ashwagandha, uh, folic acid, chase berry, maca. <sighs> There's so much. Oh, B. I mean, you can probably the get these. You can probably purchase these overseas, right? Probably. So you don't have to carry. You don't have to like travel would, with them all. Well, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. Buy, there's a month one, and it's like for your countertop. It's for old people. I'm gonna buy it probably because they're so big. The um, they're like four inches long. The each day of the month, it's 31 days. <clears throat> I'm just gonna fill each one of those up and see how off. Probably. Th- oh God, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm taking an extra piece of luggage that I'm gonna leave at my aunt's haunted inn while I go to Italy because we buy so much stuff. My family. So you're already you already know to like, buy stuff. You're, you're preparing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm taking this. an empty suitcase. I'm going to go to Italy with just one suitcase and then come back with a bunch of crap and then be um, outside of Cambridge, pack up my suitcase with all my weird vitamins. So we're going to have some stories then because I will also be oh, yeah. traveling here next week and then, you know, doing some shows. I'm doing the first show is in a haunted mansion and then we're doing <gasps> a paranormal investigation afterwards. And That's then gonna be so I'm fun. also going to be doing a paranormal investigation in an abandoned mental hospital in Tuscaloosa, what? Alabama. So, I mean, that kind of scares me a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's going to be um, so fun, though. You know, hopefully there'll be some ghost, uh, you know, stories to tell. But, okay, so you've got all these natural, like, ashwagandha. Someone just mentioned that to me. Is that for sleep? No, it's for anxiety, and it balances hormones in women as well. Oh, okay. And that one I really feel... I've been on that one for a while and I was noticing a big difference. It was great. It's great. It's really good. Um, a lot of people drop 10 pounds right away on it. Like it's a miracle pill. Um, well, pill. It's herbal. Um, yeah. I don't. What else am I on? I well, should get some ashwagandha. You should. Look and into it. And then pumpkin. You said pumpkin, pumpkin seed oil. That's for sleep. <laughs> that's for different things. I'm not taking. I'm just like everything's for sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I just sleep? No, I told you I get drunk to sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the liquor's for. <laughs> no, I don't. I did get mugwort tea because I want. I'm. I haven't been astral projecting as much, and I want to astral project a little bit more. So, and then I found out you can buy mugwort capsules, which is better. Um. I did want to talk about the one question we forgot to answer, which is Archangel Michael and stuff. What did she ask? Um, calling on. Uh, where is oh, it? so just to recap. Yeah. When it comes to calling in your power animal and yes. trying to identify it, it's interesting because mine. I don't have like when it comes to names for these creatures that oh. I feel like I don't have names for them. But the maybe you should name them, Ryan. Maybe I should. I, for some reason, Christopher came to mind, but that's like that's just me being. I think. Like that's just like my comedy brand being like Christopher. I don't know though. Uh, is maybe, it? Maybe, 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 <coughs> maybe it is. I'm also a big fan of this n- guy named Cristo, who's a guy who sees UFOs all the time. There's a documentary. These about are him. great names for but, power um, and spirit animals. Let me see here. Like, so we think that you know you can either have a psychic or a shaman mm-hmm. or someone like that who, who can identify them for you, or you can just you just know put keep in some asking. work, show keep yourself. asking. And then, you know, see what feels right to you. And, and the way you'll oh, know. Sorry. Yeah. The way Sarah does it is she makes them show themselves four times before she tells you that's your guide. Um, so, I, I mean, I I feel pretty confident in being able to see people's guides now. So, or, or spirit, sorry, power animals, big difference. Um, I also wanted to talk about uh, uh, Hakate. The, she's basically the goddess of witches. This was so crazy that when this email came through from Gwen asking about asking all these great questions, 
um, she actually asks about Hakate. And, um, and yeah, I do use um, Archangel Michael a lot because he is like always right there for you. He it really is like he he's great at relieving pain, cutting cords. Um, I, I don't know. He's he's really high up there for me. Um, I was recently told I'm super out of touch with my ancestors and they're livid about it. Oh, I got a lot of stuff to tell you about the bone reading. Um, but what I wanted to say about Hakate was this was such strange timing because she kept popping up for me in all these weird ways and right before that I told Brandy I was like I don't know I always felt like I had these very strong cat leanings but lately I'm just like dog 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 and it was ever since Brandy's birthday like um some of us hung out in the park and tons of dogs and I was just really feeling the dog energy and my own two little dogs like just I mean, I love my cats, but for some reason right now, like the angelic dog spirit is really ramping me up in a great way. Usually my cats are doing it. So everywhere I was going, I kept seeing these German shepherds and I had a German shepherd. I had to, I had to give, I had to rehome because when I was living in the trailer, he was massive and he got car sick and it was very hard. And, um, he, these people who adopted him, I told them, I was like, <laughs> this totally freaked them out. But I was like, if I were pregnant with a baby, I would give it to you, you guys are so great. And they were like, what the fuck? We <laughs> don't know you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, moving on. But um, they're lovely people. And uh, but he was this beautiful blonde German shepherd. And uh, lately I keep, I keep seeing these German shepherds. And I really thought I was done with dogs. I'm also pretty sure my next guy is a dog daddy, not a cat daddy. There's a big difference between those guys. I mean, I've the terminology been... is just so funny <laughs> to me. Like, my next guy is a dog daddy. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a cat daddy. I was wrong. Um, like some I... real, like, you know, noir, film noir. Yes. Like, so he walked in and I knew that he was a dog daddy. <laughs> So I could tell by the floppy ears, the way his pockets fell out of his pants. <laughs> the, way, the way he was a homebody. Okay, sorry. Oh, this is making yeah. me want to go on a whole film noir. I can tell. No, uh, it's not you know, bad. Radio I, play, but yeah. we'll, we'll, let's get back maybe, to Maybe this is something And so then explore. I said to him, so... <laughs> I'm a cat mama. And he said, it's all right. Cats and dogs. We'll make it rain. Like, what? What does this even mean? Okay, get back to the No, it's good. It's okay. really good, right? <laughs> yeah, but there's a big difference for anybody who's dated cat guys and anybody who's dated dog guys. There's a big difference between those guys. I would say the most obvious is introvert versus extrovert. And I'm pretty sure the next guy is very cat dad. Uh, no, sorry, not to curse myself. Dog daddy. Um. But uh, yeah, so I've been really feeling dogs lately and um, big dogs specifically. And I start uh, reading up on Hakate and um, I've really, I've, I mean, I am, and this is going to sound cheesy, but I am very honored right now. I think that this is, uh, I feel like the goddess ha has reached out to me in this way. I really do. I am maybe uh, more hesitant and um, intimidated than I was about that whole fairy queen shit. Like, I don't know where she is. I don't think she even comes around me, that fairy queen. The fairies have been great. They're fine now. But this Hakate thing is, uh, it feels like a very big path is opening up to me. And I have never worshipped. I don't think 
I don't, I mean, it's kind of, it's weird. Like I'm going to do a Kate altar. That is technically worship, you know? Okay. So this is a, this is a, tra- this is a big transition. For yeah. You never worshiping a specific entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just going to honor her and I'm going to start calling on her, which I, I feel like I can't, I'm not allowed yet because my altar is not Hakate specific. I'm going to make one that's just for her when I get back in June. Um, but she is the goddess primarily of dogs. She loves dogs. And uh, this was so cool. She, um, the story of Persephone, when Hades takes Persephone to hell, Hakate is the one who goes down and torches are one of her things. Um, keys are one of her tools. She goes down with a torch. She finds Persephone in the depths of hell, brings her back upstairs. And then she's like, you know what? I really like the underworld. So she's she's the goddess of our world and the underworld. She's just like the baddest ass one. And um, what was the other thing? There was something else I really liked about her. Let me see. I took notes. Oh, um, um, no, wait, that's something else. Sorry. God damn it. Where is this? I mean, it's interesting because you don't hear about her nearly as much as you hear about some other ones. Yeah, exactly. So check this out. So I just started at the Crooked Path and that has been really weird and wonderful. Those people are in it. Like real deal witches are coming in there. Real deal witches are running it. It is a bad, bad ass place. I'm saying badass too much. It is it is amazing. The energy in there is incredible. They do uh, workshops. They do all kinds of stuff. That's also where Renee works. Um, so I'm in there and... Uh, Saul, the owner, he gets a, a, a what is it called? Trident? Trident, yeah. Trident. Because, yeah, the only reason I have that so, because I was in The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were just, you just uh, had a Trident. Comedian Cinema Club. Yeah, See? I had a Trident. You were, I was King Triton Yeah. for the drunk reenactment of The Little Mermaid. I really wish I'd seen it. It looks like it was we so had a, good. I mean, it was like sold out. It was really fun. Oh, that's great. It was really bonkers. Barbara but, uh, Gray was Ariel. She's yeah, one of she's the funniest amazing. women in L.A. Um. So anyway, so, yeah. you, so a okay. trident comes so, out. So, so, so Sal gets a package. It's huge. And he's freaking out about it. He is freaking out. He's so excited. It's a trident. And uh, he had a blacksmith. It's cypress wood, which is really powerful, good wood for witches. Um, and he had a blacksmith make the, the, the a big um, iron part that you could stab someone with that's like very pitchfork looking. And then on the bottom is another spear. And he puts it all together, and I mean, it felt, it's very scary looking, but it felt powerful. I mean, looking at it, he let me hold it, and I was just like, this is some shit. Like, he hasn't even put anything into it yet of his own, and it already felt like, and I was just like, oh my god, it must just be, because it's for Hakate. Like, it's already charged by her. Then he says to me, I'm telling him, this is crazy, on Etsy, there is a gorgeous statue. She's got um, the quarter moons on each side of her face, dog heads at her feet. It's like this bronze, beautiful statue. It's 80 bucks, 12 inches high. I'm not going to buy it until I get back because I just want it to be packed up and safe. But I tell him about the statue and he goes, oh, you should go up and look at my Hakate altar. I go upstairs. It's like the most powerful altar I've ever been in the presence of. And it's all Hakate. And he's got um, garlic, which is one of her things. He's got, um, what's that thing? Pomegranates. Like it was, 
it was crazy. Can we pause for a minute? I really have to pee. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we should. We're at the end. Yeah, we're at the end. I'm getting all worked up talking about Hakate now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this has been like, I feel like I'm getting these messages and now I'm going to I'm gonna go down the path of So, okay, we've got worship. a Hakate uh, situation happening. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Do you want to close this out while I go pee? <laughs> yeah, I'll close it up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, so Brad. Angela's going to go pee. Uh, she's going to go find a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think you're just peeing. Uh, we don't, you know, she's not peeing. She's just going pee. She's not peeing on things. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to uh, This Is Where the Magic Happens. Uh, while Angela pees, I'll close this out. This is where the magic happens.com. You can uh, find the links to, you know, the podcast anywhere the podcast is available. Um, you can write a review uh, and give a five-star review on iTunes, and you will be added to the altar. I believe we're still doing that. And then hopefully the cat, uh, even if the cat tries to devour you, uh, you will be replaced. So we won't let that happen. You can follow us on Instagram at, uh, oh gosh, um, on Twitter it's Magic Moment, and on Instagram I believe it's Where Magic Happens. And, uh, you know, there's a contact uh, button or form on the website if you want to send an email. Um, that is there. At, this is where the magic happens.com. So you can find us there. Cool. And also, if you're interested in paranormal investigations, I believe it's 11 days away from now. The Dr. Howe Waffle House in Santa Ana in Orange County, one of the most famous haunted spots in, in Southern California. My buddy Karen Rontowski and I are going to be leading a paranormal investigation event. I'm not sure if there's tickets available still or not. Um, check out uh, my website to see um, if there are. Uh, so that's uh, ryansaracombi.com. So you can find us both on the Internet, uh, on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, at lovable. A lovable and at rising. So thanks again for listening. Uh, and, you know, we hope you have a magical day and we'll see you next time. Or I guess we'll hear you or you'll hear us next time. Either way. <laughs>